Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Wednesday edition of the program. Of course, we have Trump news, of course, new stuff coming in from that, as well as we'll get into some reasons why maybe Donald Trump should, for once, shut the fuck up. NPR gets literally put in their place. And, of course, Obama continues to cause problems, but now this time, only in Chicago. Medical people are forcing trans agenda down on kids, and parents are feeling the ill will of that. As well as, we'll talk about some things in the media that you should maybe be aware of, and all of that much more today on the program. Well, of course, we got some gene pair coming up later, some stuff with the Biden administration, but it's all been going downhill. And, well, you know, Corrine, she's a terrible press secretary, but, but she's a great comedian. You know, she says, you know, great lines uh, like this. Uh, but, of course, the president uh, is a president that follows the law. <laughs> Oh, man, she's hilarious, guys. You know, there's so many female comedians out there. You know, I, I've been listening to a lot of stand-up, you know, trying to make myself happier. And, and you know, she she's really doing it. You know, all the other ones, you know, all they really talk about is, you know, objectifying themselves. But Korean out here, she is just, oh, uh, that natural, just, oh, uh, hold on. I gotta, I, I just gotta hear that again. Just. Uh, but of course, the president uh, is a president that follows the law <laughs> and uh, does, uh, does, oh, he follows does the law. Uh, these types of things in the appropriate fashion. Oh, yes, he follows the law, guys. We all know President Joe Robinette Biden, he, he follows that law. Mm. Mm. I'm sure he does. I'm sure there's definitely not any weird things that that man has ever done. We swear. So, yes, great stuff from Kareen. She'll be back a little bit later because we have some other pressing issues to tackle first. Uh, but, of course, before we continue on with the rest of everything else for today, of course, if you haven't already, please consider following, subscribing, doing all that great stuff as well as you can check out all the articles down below in the description of the program as well. You can find my Twitter and True Social down there as well. So, diving right in to some new stuff going on with the Trump indictment and case going on. So, obviously, yesterday uh, Trump surrendered himself and he was officially placed under arrest. And so, the judge in the case uh, uh, basically said that, you know, I, you know. Please, you know, try to refrain from, you know, engaging in conduct, in conduct that could maybe, you know, and cause uh, violence or civil unrest. And to, you know, just be a person and get through this trial and uh, be, be done with it. And, well, yeah, you know, uh, how well do you think the whole part about, you know, maybe not trying to... Well, this is Trump we're talking about, and Trump immediately takes aim at the New York judge's daughter. How how hard is this? Like, why? Why? Why is this so difficult? You've been in so many cases over how many years? How, how, like, how do you not know at this point? You shouldn't, if you want the best results in your case, no matter how partisan, you know, how just left or right the judge is, like, why would you continually attack the judge? He did it but yesterday when 
before he even got into the courtroom, and literally his own lawyer had to back off of it. And now, and and now we have fucking again. Instead of just going after the judge, he now goes after the daughter of the judge. Oh, how? Why? Why would you do that to yourself? Why? I, I swear to you, he is the most retarded person I know at this point in politics on the Republican side. I don't understand it anymore. You know, his old age is truly getting to him now because this is this is stupid. It, it is utterly idiotic. Don't attack the judge. That's like rule number one. If you are the client in a case, that's like rule number one. It's shut the fuck up. I don't care what you think about the judge. You can say it in private, but don't say it out loud and don't be so fucking public about it. I get that you want to, you know, expose his daughter for working with Kamala Harris and her campaign and, and shit like that. It doesn't matter right now. It doesn't matter. We can talk about it after, okay? I get that there's a big conflict of interest and maybe, you know, you might maybe want to, you know, get maybe, you know, a different court. That's fine. But, you know, maybe, you know, try not to attack the judge too fucking hard to, you know, maybe help make the case, you know, that much harder. But, I, I mean, it wasn't like this case was going to be that serious anyway. I mean, we're literally stacking the felony charges so hard. Uh, by the way, the way that they're, uh, the way, reason why there's so many felony charges against Trump is they're doing a sort of stacking that in most normal cases you wouldn't do is essentially uh in the overall payments back and forth for the actual you know payment of thing because the money came from cohen out of his own pocket and then the trump like team then reimbursed him that money via legal payments so and and so basically they're what they're trying to get him on is for every single one of those payments that he made and so essentially what you have is them overcharging because what they'd most likely do is they'd see okay so it's just the same thing over and over again so then they would just put one felony charge but since you know most people wouldn't you know bother to look into that if you put up somebody with 34 felony charges man real criminal must be guilty right and so it's more of a, a way to make you think that he's guilty a lot quicker the other issue as well is even people on the left that you know would love to see donald trump go to jail uh just because they even know that this case is so weak it's a nothing burger there's nothing here it's going to most likely end up either being dropped being just completely gotten thrown out of court or just not lead to anything and the trump team ends up walking away with it anyway so it, it just, it doesn't help at all. And, you know, the big thing we heard is that no one is above the law. You know, no one is above the law. You know, Hillary Clinton isn't above the law. You know, she's never done anything wrong. You know, you know, none of, no one on the left ever does anything wrong that is definitely above the law. You know, not even Alvin Bragg, who may or may not have committed a felony himself for, you know, using, you know, leaking out the amount of charges to the media before they even came out to even, you know, in, in the court. So that's 
So that's, that's, you know, good, good stuff. You know, everyone is always on the same page. You know, it was such a, a solemn day as they called it yesterday, a solemn day. Yeah, no, the, these fucking people were absolutely fucking snorting cocaine in the bathroom, having mass orgies and coming everywhere because they were so giddy and excited to, to you know, even slightly get Trump on just anything because here's their deal. Here's the deal and here's what's happening. Okay, I, I'm bringing you the truth in darkness. Here, Here is the entire plan right now by the media. It is right now. Because this is how completely idiotic our entire just U.S. is at this point. We're all completely bumbling buffoons, stumbling around like Joe Biden in in the darkness, and we can't find the fucking light switch because of our cataracts. So the media right now is playing the ultimate game, where they realize, hey, if we even if we indict Trump on these really flimsy charges, it doesn't matter because he's gonna get off of them. And then, what is it going to do? Well, then all those Republicans in their primaries, you know what they're going to do? They're going to all vote for him. And then, you, because they're like, ah, you know, he's he's standing up for us. It, it's us against them. Ah, and, and it's rage against some fucking machine bullshit here. And so then, eventually, you know what it does? It then sends, you know, all right, all right, all right. Now, because a lot of people that are independents are literally from polling just the other day, being asked, you know, oh, what do you do? You think Trump should be indicted? More than sixty, more than you know, fifty percent of them said, yeah, he should be, and more than ninety-four percent of Democrats said he should be. So, you don't really have a lot of people switching votes over to uh, to vote for Trump on this issue because it's not successful. I wish all of the Republican base would wake the fuck up on this. You know, Trump has had his time, but it's time for him to leave. But they don't. We we just were blind as a bat. And we just go tax Trump. Oh no, gotta gotta get up there, and we gotta completely just just so back so hard, you know, just completely like yeah, like oh, we're getting out there. And so what what do we you know what do we gotta do? You know, just not. We can still you know thank Trump for what he did, but it's like hey man, like we've gotta we've gotta move on to somebody else. To he's too old. And he's completely just, he's less, he's less popular than what he was in 2015. Okay, when it was 2015 leading into 2016, you know, Trump, you know, I could have, like, looking back at the election, I still see truly why Trump won over Hillary Clinton. And it, it made sense then. Now, in 2020, the fact that he lost the election then is the amount of time of he lost popularity over over the four years, and then, you know, now he's lost even more, uh, you know, popularity as, you know, the years have gone on, the last few years. And so now, here we are, 2023, we have the election next year for President of the United States, and what are, what are Republicans doing? We're throwing it away once again like we threw away the midterms, just so we can, you know, feel like we're, you know, backing one of our own, even though that person has so little of a chance of winning the election, that literally a corpse is going to be the one that beats him twice in a row. So, yeah. Uh, and how badly, how badly 
do the uh, Democrats want Trump to be the nominee? Well, the American Bridge 21st Century, uh, you know, is a big uh, research firm and basically a propaganda firm for the Democratic Party. Well, this week they released a 500 page of opposition research concerning Ron DeSantis. You know, the person who's, you know, the number two in terms of popularity for becoming president. Uh, basically, they, you know, got concerns. Who is this guy? You know, he's a failed governor, according to them. He's a threat to Social Security and Medicare. Yeah, no, he's more like he's a politician who's actually willing to say, hey, the things that we have in terms of Social Security and Medicare, we can't keep doing those. Those are pyramid schemes, and we are literally bankrupting ourselves off them, and that we should maybe, you know, stop that. Uh, you know, they also accuse uh, DeSantis of failure, authoritarian tendencies, tendencies, and a detachment from voters are uh, keenly aware that he won his uh, gubernatorial election with nearly 60% of the vote and nearly a 24-inch difference against his Democrat opponent. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, it, it's just... That's, that's just not it. So they, uh, they uh, call, you know, Santa's a person who spreads misinformation about COVID, including... And, uh, you know, of course, uh, that it caused fertility issues. Getting boosted would make people more likely to get COVID-19. Masking in schools was ineffective. That the state over-counting uh, COVID-19 deaths, the undocumented deaths were to blame for the spread of COVID-19, and the natural immunity was the best way to fight it. Uh, let's see. Fertility issues. There are people who have reported that their periods and all stuff like that have been in different areas. That's not true. Masking in schools was ineffective because most kids didn't wear their mask properly anyway, and most of the masks that kids were wearing in schools wouldn't help protect them anyway. Uh, there was overcounting of COVID-19 deaths because people wanted to earn more money. That is true. Uh, undocumented people were to blame for the spread of COVID-19. Yeah, because they weren't actually testing them for COVID-19. They would test everyone else, but not the people who came into the country illegally. Uh, natural immunity is the best way to fight against COVID-19. Yeah, that that is true. Also, getting boosted, uh, you know, actually is really showing to actually be a... I mean, literally, the, the pandemic is literally... Be, I think, what, it was like last year became the pandemic of the vaccinated because more vaccinated people were actually getting... COVID than unvaccinated people at the point. So, uh, yeah, um, you know, he's a tyrant, according to them. You know, this is, uh, this is what they say anytime a Republican actually uses, like, any of the power that's been given to him. As soon as they even, like, put a little bit power down and actually show, like, the slightest bit of force... It immediately turns into, oh my god, they're a fascist. He's a fascist. I can't believe he would do this. But if a Democrat does it, it's immediately the best thing that's ever happened and is definitely just a completely normal thing to do. You know, it, it, it's, what? It, like, it doesn't make sense. They just use the powers that are given to them. 
but yeah, when he did it, it was very fascistic. It's like, no, that's just called to use the power that's been given to him. But okay, you you do what you want to do, okay? So, of course, over on the wondrous land of uh, of Twitter, so yesterday, NPR, the... Uh, got officially put in their place and um, officially got called out for what they are. And, uh, well, if you go over to the uh, to the official NPR Twitter page, uh, you'll now see something that's now underneath their uh, name. What, what, is, what is that? U.S. State-Affiliated Media. That, that is right. The officially NPR has finally uh, been hit with what they've deserved for so long, and that is to, you know, have an actual, you know, tag that truly belongs to them. And while their president and CEO of NPR is uh, not happy, NPR stands for freedom of speech and holding the powerful accountable. Vigorous, vibrant, free press is essential to the health of our democracy. My full statement on the recent inaccurate Twitter label. We were disturbed to see last night Twitter labeled NPR as state-affiliated media. You are. You are literally funded by taxpayers. Like, you are literally state-run media. A decision that, per Twitter's own guidelines, does not apply to NPR. NPR and our member stations are supported by millions of listeners and the taxpayer dollar who depend on us for the independent, no you're not, fact-based journalism we provide. NPR stands for freedom of speech, holding the power of account. It's unacceptable for Twitter to label us this way of vigorous, vibrant free press. No, shut up, you're not that at all. You're funded by taxpayers. It's not even funny anymore. Just admit it. You guys are literally like a propaganda wing for the Democratic Party, uh, uh, you, you've always been that way. It's fine to admit it. I, I, I don't get why these companies are so, you know, hard to let these things out. I mean, just, just let it out, NPR. You are literally called National Public Radio. Okay, that doesn't sound like independent to me. That sounds immediately like, yep, that's the state, state-run media. It's literally the most, like, that's the most... Like, government, like, acronymed fucking thing I've ever seen. And, well, it gets even better for uh, NPR. Uh, NPR employees are now accusing the network's uh, CEO of racism because of a all-staff presentation they had last week detailing financial metrics, diversity level updates, and slashing approximately 10% of its workforce. Uh, they laid off 84 employees last week and halted production on four seasonal podcasts, including uh, Isabella, Louder Than a Riot, and uh, Rough Translation. It would also cut another 13 from the digital t- uh, uh, team. So, yeah, other executives reportedly turned into a Zoom meeting to address the news department and the programming uh, team, taking questions from employees, including how many employees of different races and identities were laid off compared to those who retained their job. <laughs> like, oh, that's what they're more concerned about, and not that, you know, 
that, you know, they just kind of got, you know, had people laid off. I mean, seriously, Jesus, man. Do you guys, like, is this all they ever think about? Really? So, yeah, it's, it's not, it's not uh, great. Of course, <laughs> literally a quote. We're here today to take your questions see if we can move together through this. Uh, adding that the network would run out of money in approximately three years if the company kept its entire staff. At one point during the meeting, a uh, laid-off black employee grilled Lansing about why some podcasts lacked marketing support, called out by name the executives repeating repeating statements they made in the past concerning more accountability and questions how the network would make diversity essential. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah... No, I mean, of course, they're trying to get through it, but when state media is failing, you know there's a bit of a problem. Even. Well, state media is failing, and, well, even Obama not even being in office, his Obama Center over in Chicago has, uh, you know, or I should say still being constructed, is already causing problems for, um... For Chicago, and it's not even being done built. So not even by the fact that they're building an Obama presidential center in Chicago, and already I'd tell you that's a terrible idea, but for the fact that it's uh, now, I kid you not, raising uh, the rent of uh, of people in the neighborhood, causing the uh, displacement of long-term residents, including many black families. Oh, that's that's great. Yes. Oh. Yes, at the groundbreaking ceremony, you know, of course, Obama told the audience that the center would give back to Chicago and the South Side in particular. Yep, by getting you out and making you even more poor. Oh, yes. The Obama way, everyone. The Obama way. Drone striking children and displacing and making everyone more miserable since 2008. Fucking great. You know, you had the Bush administration doing that, and you. Man, it's, man two terribles back to back. Man, that, that's great. Oh, man, our hope and intention is a place of the people who live there and now able to enjoy the center when it comes online. Except they can't, because they got pushed out of their place. Um, so, uh, yes, how how is this a bit bad? Well, uh, you have a working mother who can't afford to live in my own community that I've lived in for 42 years. Uh, you have another one that's a single mother of three children was forced to move out of her neighborhood more than a year ago after her landlord raised her rent by 40%. Another uh, resident said that her landlord raised the rent by 90%, pushing her to uh, move out of the uh, area. According to... Uh, to one of the residents who had to move out, the property listings in the area frequently list the Obama Center as a selling point now. So, and there's there's bunches of more of these, of just residents being forced out of their homes, not because of, you know, a good reason, you know, or maybe because they're moving up, or, you know, or really anything. No, it's because the Obama Center has raised the prices in their area so much that now they had to go somewhere else. So that, that's that's great. We're really doing a great job, you know, a good good job, Mister 
uh, Mr. President, great work. Keep it up. You know, you're doing a great job. And, you know, speaking of presidents doing a great job, uh, well, you know, you have the war over in Ukraine, and that continues to happen because, you know, we could have prevented it, but it's fine. It's fine, guys. Well, now... The U.S. is now going to lose literally Latin America as it's becoming so destabilized that uh, literally, you know, Brazil is getting all cozied up to China and the American dollar is slowly but surely was, uh, literally not being used by the rest of the world because they realize that even we're fucked too. And you now even have Venezuela preparing to go to fucking war against other nations in the region. And what are we doing? Well, we're over here sitting on our hands and eating pudding and waking up each day and figuring out that we're the president of the United States. So we're we're doing just fine, everyone. Uh, we literally are on every front. The Middle East, we're, we're literally just killing ourselves. We're just stabbing ourselves. We have a loss in fucking Latin America now. We've got a loss everywhere. Everywhere, we're just a massive, just L-taking everywhere. So, we're on the right track, ladies and gentlemen. And just to prove that we're on the right track, we've got Corinne Jean-Pierre, you know. She was hosting a press conference, of course, early today. And, you know, one asked, does the president have a, posi a position on what age... Uh, these kinds of, you know, therapies and surgeries are appropriate for children, and here is her response. Just uh, banned puberty blockers, hormone therapies, and gender transition surgeries for minors. I'm wondering what the president's reaction is to the Indiana governor signing that bill into law, and does the president have a position on at what age these kinds of therapies and surgeries are appropriate. That's something for uh, a child and, and their parents to decide. It's not something that we believe uh, should be decided by, uh, by legislators. Uh, so I'll leave it there. Um, but, um, well, you know, in the past couple of months, we have seen uh, a record number of LGBTQI bills, anti-LGBTQI uh, bills, more than 600 of them have been filed in state houses, uh, and a significant number of them have been anti-trans uh, uh, bills, and... Uh, no, 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 I think the term you're looking for is anti-child mutilation bills, two very different things. You know, targeted at youth, and this is a president that has said that when these, uh, these are some of the bravest people. Uh, oh, they're so brave. So, so brave. Just the bravest. He knows, and but no one should have to be brave just to be themselves, and so. No, most of them are not being themselves. Most of them are falling into a social contagion in a, what's called a phase. If if what you're saying is true, then everybody that was a part of the emo phase in the early two thousands right now would still be emo. And I'm gonna give you a hint: most of them aren't emo still. This is a president that has com been committed to this community, that has been committed to our to our kids uh, in the trans community, to trans youth, and he's going to continue to fight for them. Uh, but uh, but again, I'm just uh, going to leave it there. Yeah. Oh, so so brave. They're just they're so they're just. I get that there's a lot of bullying that comes out of because you know I was in school once. I I know. 
But I'm going to be real honest. It's really not hard to not get bullied anymore. Because I'm going to be honest. I was just in high school. And maybe it's just because I don't talk to many people. But I'm going to be real honest. I don't really think I experienced like bullying for at least the four years of being in high school. At least for the majority of it. Because generally there wasn't really much to you know, fuck with me about. Maybe because, you know, I wasn't, you know, doing anything weird. I, I don't know. But, you know, of course, Korean always bringing the, the best of, uh, and, and brightest of, uh, everything. Um, of course, uh, here is, of course, Peter Ducey having a little fun with, uh, Korean over, uh, the current news cycle happening right now. Thank you, Korean. First on the news of the day. Does it bug President Biden, when former presidents suck up all the oxygen. What's important to the president is to continue to focus on the American people. That is what's important to the president. So he's good to lay low for a couple news cycles. So look, here's the thing. Here's the thing, Peter. And this is what we will speak to. We will speak to the fact that that this is a president that has been able to uh, get historic pieces of legislation done. When you think about Oh, historic, you know, and bills that completely lie about what they are. Uh, the infrastructure legislation, something that, you know, we heard many, many times during the last administration, Infrastructure Week, Infrastructure Week, guess what this president was able to do? He was able to bring both both sides together to get this done. And now we have, uh, we're seeing investments in the country, a rebuilding in the country that we haven't seen in 70 years. That's what the president cares about. He cares about the fact that Medicare is now able uh, to uh, to to uh, work, you know, talk to big pharma to lower, uh, to negotiate and lower costs. That's what the president t- cares about. What he wants to see is how do we build on his economic policies, economic plan uh, that we that has been able to turn this country around from when he first walked in uh, from. Uh, from you know what we saw happen in the last administration basically a mess when it came to the economy when it came to dealing with covid so what the president wants to do is to build on that and that's his focus he wakes up every morning thinking about the american people no he wakes up every morning learning that he's the president of the united states that's what he does that uh, that's what president biden does every single morning well, final clip I have from Crane for today is, so obviously we all remember the shooting that happened, right? No, we already forgot. Okay, cool. So, you know, trans person goes to Nashville Christian School, shoots Christian kids and Christian teachers. Okay, caught, caught up again. Okay. Now, is it a hate crime? Well, the White House isn't too sure. Now, you know, when a thing happens over in Buffalo, New York, you know, they know right away if it's a hate crime or not, because the person shot black people. As soon, as soon as it was, you know, Christians getting shot, well, now we don't know. Um, former Vice President Pence said that if the shooter who killed six people uh, in that Christian school in Tennessee was motiva- motivated by a hatred towards Christians, that the crime should be categorized as a hate crime. I'm wondering what the president thinks of that kind of designation. It's not for us to decide. It's not for us to decide. It's just, it's it's not for us to decide because remember, we've we we here at the White House, we are fully standing completely behind, um, you know the trans agenda. So we're completely, you know, here. So, 
you know, we're we're fully standing behind uh, the the murder of uh, the 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 murder of uh, literal Christians if it means to protect the trans agenda. So, you know, it, they were just they didn't have the right religion. You know, maybe if they were a different religion, maybe they would still be here. Great stuff, guys. Good, good job. Good, good job. Well, you know, I, I mean, it's it's not like, you know, parents would feel any pressure from, you know, you know, gender clinics to trans their kid. Oh, no, wait. Nope, they did. 51% of uh, people in a recent study said that they felt pressure to transition their child socially and medically. Uh, boy. Well, I mean, that's perfectly fine. You know, it's nothing to be concerned about. That sounds completely normal. Completely fine. I'm, I'm sure that everything, you know, there's definitely not any weird experimenting going on here. That seems perfectly fine. Seems perfectly, perfectly fine. Perfectly fine. And then all of a sudden... Caitlyn Jenner, it's it's not April 1st, I'm looking at my calendar, okay, this tweet was posted April 4th, Caitlyn Jenner has officially started a full-on pact called the Fairness First Act that is going to fight radical gender ideology, put parental rights at the forefront of education, and keep boys out of women's sports. First off, what the fuck is going on? What 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 is what is going on? Okay, when did Caitlyn Jenner when when did Caitlyn Jenner just start becoming this person of just you know being like when was this mystical like shift happening? You know like when when did this happen? Like I I really have got to ask. <laughs> When all of a sudden did Caitlyn Jen Jenner just start completely just going against, I guess, the norm? I don't, you know, oh, I, you know, I guess something must have cracked in the head. I don't, I mean, cool idea. So, I mean, hopefully, hopefully this will hopefully do something. I mean, seriously, I... Like, what is happening anymore? Like, I, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm in a weird space of just utter confusion. Maybe I'm one of the kids, but instead of having gender dysphoria, I have just utter confusion and just a dysphoria and fog of just what is happening anymore. So, uh, clearly, something is uh, hopefully going to hopefully change soon. Well, moving on to some news and some media, because who doesn't love some of that? So apparently, Amazon Studios was, uh, they were working on sort of ranking shows based on audience scores. And, well, they, they scrapped it. Why? Because it revealed that audiences found queer stories off-putting. A, uh, new report coming out, uh, it details that Amazon's reliance on testing and uh, data led to a clash late uh, summer regarding a marketing meeting regarding the company's uh, League of Their Own series. 
noted that during the meetings at Amazon Executive pointed out that the data showed audience found queer stories off-putting and suggested downplaying those themes and materials promoting the show. On top of this, multiple sources say often ranked a broad series featuring straight white male leads above all others. According to a report, the show's co-star uh, William Grant launched into an interrogation of the system, which resulted in Amazon dropping the system of rankings showing based on audio audience source. Man, what a shock. Maybe people don't want agendas pushed down the throat and maybe just want to be able to enjoy watching a show or stuff, you know. Uh, you know, clearly, I mean, Sony understands that very well. Now, obviously, um, we're, we're getting, you know, it, it's a new year, and that means movies, and like you know, like tomorrow I'm I'm gonna go see the new Mario movie. I'm really excited for it. it, it I I know the plot's gonna be basic because like in most Mario games it's pretty basic, but I'm so excited for it, and you know it's gonna be super fucking colorful. And I was excited to go see Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, but now uh, I think I think I'm gonna pass. So they released a new trailer for the movie uh, the other day. I would play it, but I don't want a claim, a copyright claim, or a copyright strike. You know, I don't don't need another strike right now. So uh, why why would that be? Well, uh, we're fully, I guess, promoting gender uh, affirmation and mutilation with a protect uh, trans flag in the trailer now. Fully, I guess. Like, here's the issue. The movie looks so great in terms of animation, and then ruined. I mean, the flag, of course, you know, you got great stuff there. You know, you also have in the trailer, you also have the Black Lives Matter stuff going on, so that's great, you know. Always good to see uh, stuff like that. Ugh. You know, just what I wanted to do when I go watch, you know, movies. I mean, of course. So, th thank you. Uh, you know, John Wick 4, good movie. I'm really hoping that this Mar uh, Mario movie, when I go see it tomorrow, is also just a good fucking movie that's not trying to preach some motive down my throat, but it's just a fucking fun movie. That's it. Spider-Man. God, dude, why? Why do we have to ruin, like, one of the best animated movies? Like, why do we have to ruin the sequel by shoving a bunch of pointless shit that doesn't need to be in it? Like, Miles Morales is already really fucking cool. And ruined. So, uh, th thank you, uh, Sony, for ruining any chance that I would go see the uh, new Spider-Man film. Thank you. Thank you for, I guess, saving me, like, like $15, 15 to $12 going to the uh, theater to uh, see uh, the movie now. And, well, HBO is... Or I should say, Warner Brothers is really, you know, they're they're in need of some money. They're in need of some money, and they're trying to figure out how do we make money. How do we make money? And they're realizing that really they don't have much else. I mean, they've got The Last of Us that did well, even though I don't know why. I thought it was literally I couldn't watch after the first episode, but you know, uh, to each their own. And well, now we have them uh, deciding that they're going to make a Harry Potter TV series, and they're, of course, in talks with J.K. Rowling to bring her in 
to uh, help make the show. Oh boy, we got another Hogwarts Legacy issue on our hands, except this time she will actually be involved. So, I mean, if you want to know why, I don't, it's, it's kind of weird that they've waited this long to do a Harry Potter TV series, because, you know, Harry Potter is pretty fucking popular. I mean, you could tell by just how well Hogwarts Legacy did at the beginning of this year. And, I I mean, <laughs> I'm going to be real honest, I'm surprised it's taken them this long to decide to actually do a Harry Potter TV series, but, I mean, it just shows you that these guys are so in need of money that, uh, that they've now, even though they'll get so much backlash from including her in it, that they're even actually just still going to go through with it because they know it will make money. So, clearly, they're on some path. And, you know, to really just prove that, uh, just, just to prove that these Hollywood places are out of ideas, here is Dwayne The Rock Johnson announcing... I kid you not, it's it's not even been that long since its release. They're officially making a live-action version of You'll Never Guess What Movie. I'll give you a hint. He'll say it in the trailer. I'll, I'll give you a hint. Um, it, It's pretty recent. Uh, it takes place in specific islands. That should give you a pretty big hint about what it is. Aloha, everyone from beautiful Hawaii. We are here on the island of Oahu, where I did a lot of my growing up. As you know, Hawaii means so much to my family and me, and the traditions of our ohana, or ainga, as we say in Samoa, were shaped by these incredible islands. The Pacific Islands and their cultures inspired a very special story, one that you all know very well. And that story is, drum roll please. That's right. We are so excited and happy to announce that a live-action reimagining of Moana is in the works. Moana, Grandma Tala, the music, the dance, Tafiti, Pua the Pig, the village, the beautiful, powerful ocean, and one more. What's that, guys? Oh, yours truly. Hey, hey, the chicken. Kidding. Hey, hey's gonna be in it, but of course Maui will be in it too. Yeah, so that's that's right. Um. First of all, I'm I'm scrolling down through the comments of people here, and I I just I, I <laughs> um just like to remind you that um this why first of all I'm seeing people who are excited for this. Okay, when did Moana come out? I, I really don't remember at this point. When uh fuck how the God, I, I wish I suck at fucking... Sp it came out in 2016. God, it's been that long. Fuck me. Okay, so Moana came out in 2016. It has literally been... Okay, when when the exact date? So it's almost been... Almost what? Yeah, it's like eight years at this point. And now, now they're making a live action... Why? Like, are we out of ideas this quickly now? Is this what happens? Have they realized that Disney has no any like no ideas, so they're just going ahead and just remaking Moana like live action? Is this what we're doing now? 
Is is this is this all we is this all we got? Really? Well, I, I guess that's all Disney has to offer. You know, transing your kids in a live action remake of Moana that I don't think anyone was asking for. But anyway, that is gonna do it for the program for today. Of course, tune in tomorrow for not only my review of the Super Mario Bros. movie, but of course, all the news and much more. Of course, I'll see you guys tomorrow for the show. Of course, the show will probably come a bit later because I've got to go see the movie. But yes, so of course, have a good rest of your day. And of course, I'll see you all tomorrow.